Yar, yar. Is that how it goes? <laughs> can can you tell me how to do pro proper yar, sir? Yar, yar. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to do imitate a horse or something. Is that how it goes? Deep, deep down in the diaphragm. And <laughs> raise it up, <laughs> yar. Yeah. No. I, yeah. It sounds like a horse. Oh, woof. But regardless, you know. A for effort. Yes, that's what matters. Yar for effort. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. I am Alex Mack, part of the Call to Action crew, and I'm here with Warfather himself. Oh, my God. Huzzah! Hello! Huzzah! Yes, yes, yes. Everyone, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. It is going to be a really fun match. Uh, you know, it's going to be so much fun. I just want to say thank you to everyone in the chat, every one of our competitors. We're going to be having a Droogs themed debate today. And if you're not sure what we're doing here today, guys, what are you doing? Come on, get with it. Schmobates is a Schmodown themed debate show here that I host every single Wednesday, or at least try to host every single Wednesday, where we debate to the death on all things Schmodown, on Schmodown's biggest and most important topics, obviously. So I'm pretty excited. This is actually going to be the, we're going to be wrapping up our faction specific, uh, you know, debates here very soon. We're going to be doing some other themed debates. So definitely stay tuned for that. But yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, start introducing our first competitors. But before we get to that, though, Warfather. We haven't really seen you debate. We've seen you being like playing trivia and all that good stuff. But yes. are you are you big on like debating and arguing? What is the best type of war that can be done with tongues and mouths and brains than debate? That's what I say. <laughs> At least in a PG realm. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Warfather does enjoy a good battle of the. Uh, of the words as opposed to <laughs> although I do enjoy some forms of activities within the battle boudoir but that's not for tonight tonight it is a battle of brains it is a battle of tongue it is quick wits and versus hard arguments hard arguments indeed yes soft uh, feelings soft feelings though. soft feelings all about soft feelings yes uh just want to give you guys a heads up over in the chat yes uh is this my father you know um william harold is also asking do i have a war name warfather do you have a war name you can give me oh yes uh, yeah. uh master judge mac of course oh oh guys I'm putting that on my license plates now. Master George, like not George. Master Mac, Judge Mac. Judge I, Mac. That might be too many characters, but you, I can. I think you can try it. You know what? It never hurts to try, right? Yes. Um, hard arguments and soft feelings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and last one, real quick, before I dive into our competitors, just shut up and give Warfather his Emmy. Oh, <laughs> you flatter me, Master Lancaster. Oh, mm -hmm. That was lovely. <laughs> Yes, uh, we definitely have an awesome group of people here. Okay, well, speaking of awesome group, we are just going to go ahead and introduce our, some of our competitors today. Our first competitor is, uh, you might know him from AAA. You also might know him from a brand new thing we're doing here at C2A called uh, uh, C2A Twitch. So definitely check that out. His name is Mr. Nat Vu. What Hi. Uh, I would like to say something to the parents of our community. Send your children to bed. Protect their innocence. Shield them from what's about to come, because this is not a friendly match. This is not a debate. This is not a triple A civil war. 
This is a slaughter. Have you ever seen The a Revenant? Slaughter. Oh. Dylan, Dylan is yes. Are you? I'm a big That's a very unfriendly bear. bear. He's Mufasa. <laughs> I am a stampede of wildebeests. Did this mean <laughs> me and them? I am not a monster animal. There will be no brutality for the sake of brutality. This is personal. I am offended that Dylan would accept this match. I am offended that he thinks he has a shot in hell of winning. I am offended by his mere existence. Tonight is not snow baits. Tonight is snow beat down. Natty Daddy's home, and tonight it's time for a spanking. Let's bring him out here. Oh, no. That was. I'm so into this right now. I'm so into this. Okay. I don't know. That was amazing. Eric, Verbal onslaught. sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, Warfather, th those were some strong words, uh, you know, overall. So I'm excited to see. Um, do you, are you like impressed with uh, this little commotion with that has been brewing? I, I, I have to say that I admire the, the gumption in his words and wish him the best as he goes to battle and, and realize that, you know, it's kind of a rather harsh thing to say about being a stampede over a Mufasa. Are you saying that you're going to leave uh, your opponent's son fatherless? Is that yeah. is that the your intention and goal, verbally that one, speaking? That is one hundred percent what I'm saying. Oh, this is getting intense. This is gonna be fun. I am legitimately scared for my life right now. Speaking of which, I'm gonna go ahead and bring out our second competitor. Again, you might know him from AAA. You might know him from Twitch. Uh, you know, C2A Twitch, but also. Both of these people it really made me a really bad assembly of Pokemon. So I'm like really iffy on both of them. It is Mr. Dallin, sorry, Dylan Camacho. Dallin Camacho has a round of rounds. All Dallin, that's your new name. Shell Shake before Nat's promo. That was a pretty good promo. I'm like, gonna lie to you. Um, mm. Hey man, came in real hot. Came in with all that bravado, all that pride, which is just gonna make it that much. Better when I see you get picked apart in this debate, my friend. I he's coming in and he wants to take my father out with a herd of buffalo, which jokes on you. He hasn't been in my life since I've been three. So I hope you feel bad about that later tonight. You didn't know that, but you found that out. We're oversharing here on Schmobates, and I'm here to share with you that it's going to be a really bad time for Nat tonight, but a really good time for me and all of the viewers. I can't wait. It's gonna be a good time for everybody but Nat this evening. Yes. Well, both of these competitors in particular, I just want to give you a heads up, Warfather. They've never been on Schmobates before, technically, especially not against each other. And they have a pretty intense rivalry here at C2A. So, uh, you know, Warfather, do you have any pieces of advice for both of our competitors before we get to, to the debating? Hard arguments, soft feelings, and uh, mediocre strength. Uh, 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 violent tools which is what i call weapons but the fact of the matter is is that you just go in go hard go steady and uh you know be sure that you save time for cuddling at the end and that's something that we hope that they'll be doing here pretty soon so let's go ahead and dive into the rules for schmobates tonight three questions will be debated with the winner being determined by the guest co-host and our ghost judge warfather and a mysterious judge that's going to be revealed at the end of tonight's episode if there is a tie the audience vote will serve as the tiebreaker jake the one and only will be adding the links to the chat so definitely stay tuned to be looking out for that and uh, definitely definitely be checking those out when the time comes there will be 60 
second openings for each statement, followed by four minutes of open debate and 60 seconds of closing statements as well. The final round is determined by the host flipping the coin. I have it ready to go. And the winner must win at least two of the three rounds, but each competitor has one thirty seconds of uninterrupted time extension that can be used at any time at their pleasure. Now, we're going to be getting to it. Uh, we're going to be bringing up our first question. And Warfather, will you please do the honors? Most certainly, Master Judge Mack. Gentlemen. What competitor should be Ken Knapsack's first draft pick in next year's draft for the movie trivia Schmoda? Mm -hmm. All right. Like I said, Dylan, we're going to be starting with you. You have one minute on the clock to let us know your first draft pick starting now. Awesome. First round pick, easy. We know it. We love him, especially on this channel. It's it's big action dad, Ben Bateman. Why? The writing is in the stars. That's not going to last to Gucci. That's going off. The storyline's plaguing himself. He wants out. He knows that Gucci is not going to be there for him. He's for everybody else. Bateman's on the table. Why Why Bateman for Napsok? Another easy pick. As great as Napsok is on the mic, he's maybe not the best strategist. He's maybe not always the best manager. He fell into the role, but he's trying to make a name for himself. How do you correct? You put out somebody who knows the strategy, knows how to play the game, plays the game good, so I can sit there and be a team leader player. You want somebody who's going to carry that faction forward and bring everybody along with them. That player is Ben Bateman easily. It is the easiest pick on that whole roster. I don't even need to convince anybody else on this one. Nat's pick is not even close. Not a leader. Not going to make it happen. But I'll save my time for that debate. I'll go ahead and concede the rest of my time. Oh, yeah, that's solid nine seconds left. All right, wasting that nine seconds, that's a bold move. All right, we're going to be moving on to Nat. You also have 60 seconds for your opening statement as well. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it, starting now. My pick is Liz Shannon Miller. Liz Shannon Miller has one of the best records in the entire league at 6-2. and two. Her two losses were to an elite competition on their way to the title at their peak of their respective runs. She has TKO'd a former champion, JT. She's beaten two champions with a ton of momentum in Chance Allison and William Bibbiani. If she can do that, Liz Shannon Miller is capable of beating anybody. She might even be champion by the time the season's over. Liz needs to be drafted early because people are no longer sleeping on her. Everyone is aware of what an elite-level competitor she is. Dudes need to draft her as soon as they can. I yield the rest of my time. Oh, wow. Even bolder move, yielding a solid 25 seconds of your opening statement. That's a, that's a bold move, and I respect it. Okay, so Ben Bateman or Liz Shannon Miller, obviously two huge, really respectable, amazing competitors. Warfather, as someone that's currently in the Droogs, what do you think about these competitors possibly being uh, having Droogs material? I say that both uh, would be welcomed under the Droogs. Rook's fold. I mean, mm -hmm. you, know, you cannot argue against Ben Bateman being a former champion, but as Nat said, Liz uh, mm -hmm. Shannon Miller, she is just tearing it up in the tournament, and no one should sleep on her either. I think that they would both fit in as part of, you know, I can show them the ropes of the Droogs being the war father that I am and just being a good, a good role model, fatherly figure. You know, show Ben Bateman how to tie his Droog shoes. Show Liz mm -hmm. Shannon Miller uh, how to make a proper Droog's breakfast, which is, of course, mm -hmm. milk. And 
and then proceed and then proceed to dominate the movie trivia schmodown and lead the troops to the victory we deserve. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to cry right now. <laughs> oh God. Oh, oh God. I did not mean oh. to make you weep, Master Jim. Oh. <laughs> It's not my intention. Not. I, it's just it's just something that visual alone, it's just something I didn't know I needed until right now. And now that I know I can't I possibly am not able to have it until like next next season, it's cry worthy. I'm okay. More than happy to be a war father figure to anyone. <laughs> Which makes you a national treasure. Yes. Okay. We have four minutes of open debate. You guys can go back and forth through each other. And please, I I also encourage you guys to really address any holes in each other's arguments as well. Um, but yeah, you guys got four minutes to really kind of go at each other. You have uh, starting right now. Matt, real quick fact check. Liz Shannon Miller lost to two people. What was one of those people? It was Ben Damon on his run to championship. I knew you would bring that up. But the question is... Could Ben Bateman be a high draft pick? Sure. But the question is, who's not the best available player? The question is, who would fit the Drugs the best? Ben Bateman needs a specific type of manager. He needs someone you can bounce strategy off of. And there are better options than that than Ken Napsok. Ken Napsok is a perfect manager for someone who needs a mouthpiece. He's arguably the best person on the mic in the entire showdown. Ben Bateman does not need a, need a mouthpiece. The boss is so, one of the most dominant characters right, in the show. Right. I got I to gotta cut you right here, right. man. We already know Bateman's been a manager for Gucci as much as Gucci has been a manager for anybody else. He's sitting there strategizing with him. He's sitting there bringing it up. He's sitting there doing a lot of the work behind the scenes with the Gucci. Well, great manager of the year. Now that it's a real deal, Bateman has been doing so much of that behind the work scenes. It shows on all the backstage stuff. It shows on all the talks. Anytime that we were in backstage, even in the awards and all the live events, you know Bateman's even said himself. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely making moves behind the scenes because he's got that brain for it. And no disrespect to Liz Shannon Miller at all. As a competitor, by herself exclusively as a resource, amazing. On a total tear, extremely knowledgeable. I'll give you that. But she's great in her own regard, not in regards to a team. It is a whole team, and we need somebody to work with everybody. Liz benefits the best from having somebody support her, as we've seen with Swag, and we've seen Winston bringing her to that next level. By herself, she was this unrefined gem, but with that support, she's great. Ben is the support and the gem. He brings both to the table. So how are you going to tell me that Liz, who, again, would be great on her own run, is going to bring up the whole faction with that? I, ben just brings so much more to the table than Liz does. I think a good match should be something that benefits both the competitor and the team. I think Ben joining them would benefit the Drugs, but it would not benefit Ben Bateman. Liz Shannon Miller is already someone who has the knowledge, who, already, who is already a very strong competitor, and could use someone to for talking to her, like Liz Shannon Miller, like Ken Napsock. She needs someone who can handle the promo work while she focuses on the match. She also brings the knowledge that this that she is uh, on the same caliber as Ben Bateman, skill-wise. So she, she, she would help the team that way. That's what Ken is excellent. Wise, yes. Skill-wise, to be determined still. Listen, I'm not saying that she's ever shown bad play, per se, but you know we don't see her doing the mind games that we love to talk about on that expired AAA live show that nobody's watched. We love talking about how they use kayfabe and the character with it, and Liz doesn't do that. We don't see Liz using all of the JTEs or slowing down answers to really play any of the mind games or any of the fun stuff that you can do with it. And maybe it's not because it's in her character, or maybe it's because that she's not that strategy type. I think we've seen in the past that she is a knowledge wealth, but strategist and well or coordinated player 
is to be determined. Just because she's performing well doesn't mean that she's a great Schmodown competitor, but that she is an extremely knowledgeable Schmodown competitor, and that is blowing through competition right now. Let's talk about why Ben Bateman wants to leave the Finstock Exchange in the first place. It's because sure. uh, Finstock, he cannot, he cannot bounce strategy off of Ken Napsok. That's why he's leaving. I think that Ken, Ken Napsok and Finstock are very similar managers in that they hype their, their, their competitors up and they do the promo work for them. This is Ben Bateman needs a manager who can take him back strategy off. Ken Napsok's not that manager. I disagree. And it's not for that Ken can't bring that strategy piece. Here's what Ben, you're taking about the wrong thing from what Ben needs. Ben needs a faction for redemption, right? We've seen him go through the heel or the face and turn and be a tweener in that one and didn't work for him. It didn't bring it back up. Sure, he got championship and he did that, but for a character and for redemption, he's going to revamp a team that was pretty much at the bottom seconds. of the stuff to come back. That's redemption. And not only does he get titles, he gets to say he brought a whole faction with him to the top. You've got nothing on two seconds, uh, so I'll just say hi, chat. And time! <laughs> that wraps it up our opening debate, and that was a pretty feisty open debate if i do say so myself um i also do want to clarify um i would say i do want to just clarify to everyone in the chat but also warfather and everyone here as well this is a you know the first draft pick after signing the three competitors so technically it would be fourth choice but it would be after their core trio so like newer competitors that haven't been in the troops before so just want to reiterate that now that was this pretty solid open debate. Oh, Warfather, what do you say? Were there any like particular, um, you know, statements that really kind of called out to you? Anything that, uh, you know, any arguments that you were like, hey, that is a really solid point? I think uh, pointing out all of Ben Bateman's credentials certainly helped Dylan as, as mm -hmm. along with uh, taking up the majority of the time at the repartee. However, Nat brought up some very good points about Liz Shannon Miller and the fact that she may be overlooked and probably will be the person uh, still possibly available after the first three initial pick rounds. So she would probably be more up for grabs than Mr. Bateman, depending on the strategy of uh, Gucci or whatever. He has three different names. I forget which one matters. <laughs> But it's uh, but I think both uh, both debaters showed great uh, uh, strength in both their arguments and their and their backing, even though yeah. I myself did a poor description of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. There's something that you know we I didn't really hear you know Dylan address uh, in his open debate. I'm curious to see him possibly address in the closing statements. Is you know uh, Liz Shannon Miller for being this is like I believe her third season now she is you know and considering her record and everything she is very consistently overlooked as a singles and potential teams competitor unfortunately so she is one of the you know singles competitor in spite of her amazing record she's definitely overlooked by potential managers as well um and as a great potential teammate now i didn't hear nat address it you know but something also to consider is that liz is not really big into kayfabe or character but you know she kind of needs a manager or a team teammate or whatever it may be to kind of do a lot of that for her because you know she's there to bring in the knowledge and all that great stuff but she's not going to come in with costumes and doing promos and all that good stuff outside of you know the cute little little cat moments and everything i beg your pardon costumes this is a uniform <laughs> 
for you, it's a uniform. Not everyone has said uniform, though, just to clarify. Um, <laughs> but that's something I definitely would love to see addressed, uh, you know, because I didn't really hear you guys trying to make any points. Now, our ghost judge does have a request that you guys do go in when you guys are in the closing statements to really address their choices if uh, being available for the draft. But also, Dylan, hey, what can Kent and Ken specifically do for Ben. Nat, what can also Liz do for Ken? You know, so definitely we would love to see, you know, how not only they can benefit the individual factions, but also what can Ken do for these competitors? So um, please paint that picture may, for us. May I make an addition to, to both of those, <laughs> uh, according with our ghost judge? What can they offer the Droogs as in the remaining teammates? Keep in mind, under the possibility, like, Let's go with our current roster. How can they uh, help myself, uh, you know, Brandon, Hannah, Jader, and all the rest of my Droog uh, mm -hmm. teammates? Man. How can they benefit us? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Whitney Seibold, you know, Alonzo Duralda, potentially. Yes, yes. Oh. I love those guys. All right, guys, uh, we're going to be going into our closing statement. So you got to really wrap it up with a nice bow and with a cherry on top. So you guys got to get to it. Like I said, for the opening statements, we started with Dylan. We're going to continue with Dylan for this question. My dude, are you ready for your closing statement? I'm ready. All right. Well, you have one minute on the clock starting now. So starting right off the bat, is he available in the draft? Yes. If Knapsack plays his card rights, knows that his lower ranking is going to be a little bit unfavorable in the picks, but he knows damn well that if he's going to put that effort into Ben and that he sells Ben on the idea of legacy, that is what Ken is offering Ben. Ben comes over like LeBron over to another team that isn't the other team. I don't do sports, but you get the idea. He goes to a team that he hasn't made famous and he goes to a team and he rebuilds it from the ground up. Listen, there's so much raw talent waiting in the Drews. Alonzo Duralde, Whitney Seibold, all these wealth of knowledge, even looking at Brandon Hanna, who is this well-shaped form person who needs that extra little ump. And somebody like Ben Bateman knows how to get that ump into other players. He's a smart person, but he also knows how to amplify and to bring up everything. It's one thing for a legacy for him to be a world champ, a single champ, going to be a team champ eventually and do all that. That's great. But for you to be a champion of a whole faction and to bring everybody else up with you, and you know that that credit's going to him, that is what you bring. Full-on legacy. Let it be. Ben Bateman revives a whole division. And time. Ooh, that was sounding pretty good. I'm not, to be completely honest, that uh, was pretty, pretty solid creating that more of that, uh, that support group is definitely necessary for sure for any successful faction, obviously. All right, Nat, you also have one minute on the clock to really sell us on Liz Shannon Miller, more so than we already are, obviously. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, starting now. Okay, to touch on the kayfabe, Ben Bateman does not need Ken Nassau kayfabe. Ben, Ken Nassau is the one of the best kayfabe entertainers in the league, but Ben Bateman already has a character. He doesn't need that. This Shannon Miller needs that. So it would benefit her and the team. It would benefit. It would benefit the team because Liz Shannon Miller can be a powerhouse the way that Ethan Irwin is, the way that Dan Merle is. She has that knowledge. She can help the singles competitors rise up and elevate everyone around her. When you have the choice between two very skilled players in Bateman and Miller, you want the player that fits the team the best. Ben Bateman is not a team player. Ben Bateman has. I would like to take my thirty seconds. Ben Bateman has turned on every team he has ever been a part of in the snowdown. He, he turned on his own brother and Andrew Guy. He turned on his teammate and friend Mark Riley. He turned on the entire Finstock exchange. The second things did not go his way. This Shannon Miller has, has, has zero history of turning on anyone in the snowdown. You want someone who's going to stick by you. You want someone who's loyal. You want Liz Shannon Miller. I yield my time. 
45 seconds. Oh, do I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Dylan <laughs> uh, sucks. Uh, <laughs> Fanny Miller is awesome. She might be a champion by the end of the week. She's being top level competitor. She's being Chance Austin. She's being Willing Bibiani. Uh, she has a far better record than Bateman, than Bateman, and she's bringing it into the league. She's she's relatively new, and she's gonna take some time to improve even more than she already, uh, than how good she already is. So you're only gonna see her, her getting better. She already has the knowledge. She just needs to Ten have seconds. the strategy on that. And I yield the rest of my time. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I gave you the additional thirty seconds as per requested. So that's why it's like so I started it over at the minute again. That's I, I talk faster than I think I. I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was that was a lot to digest. And now our war. Okay. So Warfather, as long as as well as our Ghost Judge, they're going to be letting us know in the uh, our little private chat we have going on who they think is the not this one in here obviously in Streamyard, but our private chat that we have going on in our other uh, group you know, to who they think is the winner of this in particular debate. We'll let you know here in a split second. Now, why we kind of dive into that, though, while we're playing the waiting game, though, overall, Warfather, these were two very, very solid arguments here. You know, obviously, Ben Bateman is talking about how he's trying to create a legacy. Liz Shannon Miller is definitely still trying to make a name for herself. And, you know, there's a lot of potential she can do that with someone with a strong personality. And, uh, you know, it's really great, uh, like Ken Napsok. What did you think of their arguments overall? I think both had very solid arguments. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. Uh, the Drews could definitely ride on the tails and the charisma of a Ben Bateman at the helm. But as Nat pointed out, Ben could just do whatever he wants and just leaves. It seems that uh, history has shown Ben Bateman cares for Ben Bateman and Ben Bateman alone. Yeah. Good, mm -hmm. bad, or indifferent. That seems to be the mm -hmm. case. It just, uh, the, the real question is, would you be able to stick around long enough to be effective for the Drews along with being effective for Mr. Bateman himself? Absolutely. You know, we have seen a very extensive history of him. I don't want to say turning on his teammates, even though he 100% has, um, but he definitely has a history of... Uh, certain behavior when it comes to his teammates, his faction mates. I mean, like not only with, uh, you know, with Andrew Guy, obviously, uh, our Lord and Savior, Andrew Guy, but obviously what we've seen with Gucci, with uh, potentially Mark Riley and just the whole, you know, Finstock Exchange overall. Guys, let us know in the chat, you know, uh, who we you think won this argument, but also go vote right there. You know, you can let us your opinions know. Uh, we just want to know what you guys think overall, because, you know, if our judges both determine our they have different opinions on who won that one. You know, it's up to you guys to really help us yes. out with the audience as being a tiebreaker. OK, much like in the gladiatorial battles of old, you have to give the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we both of our judges are uh, have the same opinion on, on this question, and the de the numbers are in. The winner of the first argument is Mr. Navu with Liz Shannon Miller potentially joining the Droogs. So obviously that thirty seconds of additional time really sold us. So good job. Mm -hmm. I would like to say so thank, thank you to our father and thank you to our guest judge. Uh, I, I know I haven't won yet, but that's all I needed. That's all I needed to win one round, and that's what I did. So thank you so much. 
I will say it was a tooth and nail battle and decision within me. Although that could well, have been the burrito from earlier. <laughs> that's a whole conversation. Um, okay, so it is the speaking of which the battle is not over yet. Actually, scratch that. That was the first battle of three today. We are gonna be moving on to our second question. And now I just want to give you guys a heads up from here on out. We are not gonna let you know who the winner is until the very end of the debate. I can see Dylan, you stretching. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I'm like I gave like, that as one. All right. Time to sweep. Time to go. Yes. And I just want to say hello to Miss Brian Chandler. I uh, just want to say you were pretty darn fantastic in the rom-com exhibition match. It was so much fun. I've seen it twice. Um, yeah, it was real fun, though. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to say welcome to everyone in the chat. Like I said, please like and subscribe while you're here real quickly. But we are going to be moving on to the second question. Mr. Warfather, will you please do the honors in reading our second question? Oh, but of course. What retired competitor should return to the Schmodown as an advisor for the burning droogs? For the burning droogs, yes, yes. Yes, okay, guys, now this is, uh, there's so many competitors to choose from, and so no pressure, but this is a personal favorite of mine. So definitely got to do it solid. All right. So you guys have uh, one minute on the clock for the opening statements. We started with Dylan Pryor, but Nat, you are going to be going first for this one. Are you ready for your opening statement? Let's do it. One minute starting now. Okay. So I want to talk slower for this one. Uh, Drew McGuinney is my choice. Drew McGuinney has been to the mountaintop before. He's a former team's champion. You're not going to find a lot of people with, with more experience than Drew McGuinney. The man knows what it's like to win a championship. And he also knows what it's like to bounce back from defeat. Someone with that wealth of knowledge needs to be involved in the league somehow, and he doesn't want to compete. It's a shame to not utilize his mind for the game as an advisor to help usher in the future of the movie Trivia Schmodown. My opponent's choice has, is already involved in the league, so she's not technically returning. And that's why Drew McGuinney is my choice. I want him involved in the league. He's, already, he's not involved in the league as much as my, uh, my opponent's choice is, so that's why he's my pick. I yield the rest of my time. All 17 seconds. Okay, yielding. That's just a bold plug move your again. Twitter or something. Before you come on Twitter, not All right. Yeah, but that's stuff like that's you can use that. There's no you can use that's your time. Do with the you what you will. Okay. Question. Yeah, that's true. You could have asked forefather a question. Be smarter with your time, Nat. I mean, <laughs> don't be selfish. Don't be selfish, my dude. Nothing, All right, that's nothing a is great... worse than dead air. <laughs> Definitely not. N nothing is worse. Um, we have Drew McWinney is a wonderful choice. I would love to see him back. So I'm excited uh, and sad to see Dylan say that's not a good choice. <laughs> All right. But Dylan, you also have one minute on the clock for your opening statement. So please don't make me cry. Starting now. Right. So Rachel Cushing is my pick because it's the obvious pick. Nat brings up the thing that Rachel's kind of involved right now. And sure, is she a backstage commentary? Yes. But that only adds more fuel to my fire. Why should she be involved, right? She obviously still has that investment. She wants to participate in some way. Why not be an advisor? She doesn't make me want to go as heavy as be as a whole manager. Even better. So she's keeping up with it on backstage. And we know that she's keeping up current with that stuff. Between that and Sam, you know that she's got a lock on current events. Do we know that Drew McQueenie's keeping up with it? Don't know. So that being said, wealth of knowledge, Drew McQueenie is a lot. I'm not going to say anything negative about that. But you know what I will say? Somebody who keeps up with it, Rachel the Crusher Cushing. The legend, the goat, the three cross division monster of a machine player. 
give that person at the helm was somebody she has chemistry with, guys. Need I remind you guys that Nerds Watch was a thing. That sure, there was a lot of that drama in the past, but you know what? Times heal all wounds. And there's nothing more important than chemistry when bringing two people back together. These two have a logical, awesome relationship to improve everything. It just makes sense. Come on, man. Get it together. Time. Ooh, that's that's also a very juicy pick for sure. Um, Warfather, like, I want to know, um, you're, this was your rookie season, obviously. What do you think of having either these, uh, you know, you know, icons of Schmodown, you know, being a potential visor for the Drugs? Do you think they can fit in to the Drugs family? I think either, I think either, here's, here's the sad thing, uh, realization is that either one could benefit the Drugs in this way. Uh, definitely Rachel Cushing has, uh, she's on the Mount Schmomore of movie trivia Schmodown, obviously. Andrew McQueenie is, has so much knowledge of the cinema mm -hmm. and all that that he could definitely benefit uh, several members of the team and, and be a good counterpoint to Ken Knapsack. As much as I love my war advocate, he could use some movie uh, cinema uh, ingest ingestation of knowledge. That Drew McQueenie can offer, so mm -hmm. that's what that's what makes this choice so difficult. So now it just has to go down to the arguments for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It should also come down to the arguments. I just want to clarify for everyone in the chat. You know, we don't want you to vote because we don't want you to vote be because you think, oh, I love this competitor, I love that competitor, I love Dylan, I love Nat. No, that the whole thing is we want you to vote determined based on their arguments exclusively, not because you think Nat's absolutely glorious with his jumbo head of hair because it is super glorious. It's just so big. It's so nice. It's so much of it. It's just so full of secrets. And also because Dylan, because I mean, have you seen some of his posters in the background? I mean, need I say more? They're pretty fantastic over there. And yeah, there's a few people over in the chat that are real quick to, you know, point out. Yeah. Um, you know, Aaron Yeager has said the Droops are a lost faction. They need direction. You know, that's definitely something that, uh, you know, could be argued for sure. Dean Morgan said Clark would, if she's done with commissioning, but also just putting it out there, I can... Yeah, she'd be fantastic. <laughs> but also, I could easily see Brianne Chandler, if she wanted to take a stab at it, easily take on some kind of advisory role because she's awesome. Let's face she's it. She's my second three. Oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty fantastic over here all around, like I said. Okay. Now, we are going to be going into the open debate. Uh, Dylan is the only one remaining with his 30 seconds of, a, un of additional uninterrupted time. So that's something you can use or not use at your pleasure. But you guys do have four minutes to start debating. Starting now. Uh, you talk about chemistry. Rachel Cushing already has a role in Snowdown. She does, she's an advisor for the usual suspects. She's an advisor for her, her fiance's faction. You don't get more chemistry than that. Why are you trying to tear a, re a relationship apart? At best, this is a lateral move for her, moving from advisor to advisor, but without her fiance. Nope, nope. Let me catch you down right here, right? Because they're going to play, well, there's the bias. There's the Sam Levine background and all of that. Listen, Rachel is nothing if not a person of a competitor of integrity. I think that she knows Sam Levine can bring it back together. Sam Levine has all the talent, all the skill that he needs to be able to bring a team back together. And he's starting to show that on this run. He made the play for Ethan Irwin. We're seeing them surprise. You know who's not thriving? The Droogs. And you know who's a friend to Rachel's? Ken's. 
A friend in need is why Rachel gravitates toward that. Sam will be fine. He will get there. He will bring it back together. Maybe not this season, but next season, he can have a stronger run at it. And he's got all the tools for it. Ken does not have those tools. And you know who does have those tools to help him? Rachel Cushing, his friend with integrity, with power. When somebody asks, well, how is he going to play between the two of them? Listen, Rachel is going to be unbiased on that no matter what. I, sure, you can say fiance, I'm not fiance, whatever. Is Rachel Cushing ever kind of come across as a person that's going to leak info to one side or to favor one side? If it comes down to a strictly pure bias on it, she will play neutral at best. And that is the really the worst case scenario you can possibly ask for for it. But you mentioned Drew McWeeny with some of that leadership stuff. Now let's talk about Drew McWeeny's synergy with Napsok. That's not necessarily a teaming that pairs very well together, man. That's mayonnaise and peanut butter, dude. Let's talk about it. Drew McWeeny, that intimidating super big force coming in. He's that knowledge. He's great stuff there. But he comes in and he dominates, right? That's going to take away from Natsock. He's not going to cooperate with Natsock. If it comes, Drew comes in, it's Drew McWeeny's way or the highway. We've seen that with the promos. We've seen with how he plays with Guy. He works that way. Can he slightly judge? Sure. But that's going to take time. If we've learned anything about super teams coming together, you need that synergy there. Look at Paul and Tom's first match. Super team put together. Synergy wasn't there. Fell apart. You're trying to tear apart a good relationship with Sam Levine and Rachel Cushing. I'm not saying she's going to leak anything, but you're like, you're like messing with true love, man. I mean, it's, this prompt is about what retired competitor should return. And Rachel Cushing can't return. She never left. Drew McWeeny has been on a team with Brandon Hanna before, and he's one of the few people who can handle Brandon Hanna. The Drugs need him on the team. They need him for the knowledge. They need him for the synergy. I think he would be a much better fit than Rachel Cushing. Mm -mm. Now, here's the problem. Drew is a powerhouse, and power being the main word there, right? He's going to go in, and it's Drew McWeeny, and you deal with it or you don't. And the players who don't deal with it automatic fall apart. Brandon Hanna, who is willing to take over the whole faction and he was trying to get to be the manager of it, do you think that he's going to respond well to a power struggle? No, you see how he handles power struggles. You know who he won't try to power struggle with, somebody who can compromise with, an IG legend, somebody who speaks his language. Drew McWeeny, for all of his wealth, is singles and teams. But Rachel is a three-division competitor across the board. Brandon Hanna and some of the other tricky competitors there have to respect that. No matter love it or hate it, have to respect that. That's that's fine and good, but Rachel Cushing has never worked with a true heel like Brandon Hanna. Drew McGuini has worked with the greatest heel of all time, Andrew Guy. He knows how to handle heels. He knows how to step back and let them take charge. I think Rachel Cushing does not belong in the Drew. She belongs in the usual suspects. Drew McGuini would be a hell of a fit. And your only argument is because that he would make them work for him. All right, so now we're going with Full domination with it. And while that is, Godfather, he knows how to delegate. All right. Even if we're minimizing it to the bare minimum of the skills and aspects, look at it this way. I've got a manager who can advise in three different divisions, and you've got a manager that can advise in two. Even on paper, it's 10 just seconds. Before we account for synergy and every other thing, we don't really have much time to debate more. So I just want to go ahead and plug my YouTube channel. Go check out FN Podcast already movie reviews every week. Hey, guys, that's the rest of that time. Thank you. And time that wraps up uh, the open debate segment of this question. And that was a solid one. Okay, so Warfather, overall, these are obviously both fantastic picks. Neither way you can go wrong. Um, but specifically, they both have a both have a lot of similarities. Both former uh, champions and both belt holders, obviously. You know, both have, you know, worked with a bunch of different personalities and, you know, heel personalities as well. Now... You know, Warfather, I do kind of want to know from you, was there any argument in particular that really stood out to you? 
an argument that stood out to me was uh, Dylan mentioning on how uh, Mr. McWeeny tends to be a hard person to uh, to just negotiate with. And, you know, being a godfather, I'm a war father. I don't know which father to follow, if that's the case. <laughs> so I'd rather not have that argument. So it, it brings up a very fair point. But then again, the, these two are scrapping together with their tongues and with their brains and with their arguments. And now they are both down to the fingernails. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a, you know, there's a lot of big personalities in one faction. Can they handle it? Now, uh, something our ghost judge didn't want to ask you guys to address is really, you know, how would the burning droogs for the versus the, you know, usual suspects match play out, given that both the picks are very close to Sam Levine. Obviously, Sam Levine is a former, you know, a teammate to Drew McWeeny being a team's, you know, being when they were part of, uh, you know, above the line being a team's champion but also Rachel Cushing obviously you know being his like unofficial advisor but also you know being his you know being his partner being his fiance so you know that's something that you know that would be an interesting potential storyline that would 100% have to be addressed in if that were to move on as well so please address that in your closing statements now like I mentioned we are going to be starting with our our closing statements here in a hot sec before we get into it Warfather what is something that you need answered for this question in order to guarantee your vote today for this one how could your pick Specifically, help me, the Warfather. <laughs> very justified. That is actually a very justified question. It comes down to each and every one of the competitors. How are either one of these competitors gonna help Warfather make him a champion? We want to hear it. You guys, uh, we're gonna be starting with Nat on your closing statements. Are you ready? I just want to ask him something for clarification. When you say the usual suspects versus Drew, you're talking about like all-out faction war. Is that what you're talking about? Like what, what, what kind of match is it? Well, okay. obviously, okay, because but what you are ready, that you are ready. I mean, yes. you can go ahead. Finish your thought. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, well, that's something that would have to be addressed is just the, the relationships with both the competitors and how it potentially play out. So obviously, if uh, with you picking Drew McWeeny, so how would that play out going up against, you know, Sam Levine again, you know, as an advisor? So. And same for Rachel, you know, how would that play out as, uh, you know, storyline, you know, within Schmodown as well. So, yeah. Okay. So are you ready though? Did I answer your question? Did I not? Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay. All right. You have one minute starting now. Um, To address how uh, Drew McGuinney would help Warfather specifically, War, uh, Drew McGuinney is used to dealing with big personalities like War, Warfather. I think Rachel Cushing has done so less so and, I think that he, Drew McGuinney, I don't know where this narrative narrative that Dylan came up with that he has to take control of the situation. Drew McGuinney is a gentle giant. He's a sound, strong silent type. He's not going to overwhelm the conversation. I think that Rachel Cushing does not fit in with the Drugs. Rachel has been a babyface her entire tenure in the Schmodown. I don't know what the Drugs are, but they're certainly not a face faction. Drew McGuinney has experienced being on a team with big Q personalities. He was the teammate to the greatest heel of all time, Andrew Guy. He had to work with a loud, boisterous personality in R&B. Hell, he's, he's even been, been on the same team as Brandon Hanna. Uh, he's no stranger to anything the Drews have to offer, and Rachel does not fit in. He, she has worked exclusively with baby faces, and she fits in with the suspects. That's where she should stay. Ten seconds. 
Ayug. Dylan sucks. Yeah, I'll just chant that over and over. That's what it should be. Um, yeah, that was a Yeah, it's like you definitely kind of painted a nice picture for sure. And uh, Dylan, you definitely have your work cut out for you for your closing statements. Are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm so ready. All right, one minute starting now. Firstly, let's start off with the terrible narrative that Rip Hatrell can't hang with the heels. All right, she's been playing against the heels since the entire dawn of this whole existence of the league. She can hang. And if we're talking about working with them, sure, you can say that she can't jive well with all of that. But you know what? That's not her job. Her job is to leave it to the manager. She's an advisor. She advises. She improves. She brings in what she needs to bring in and focuses on the strengths. So speaking of strengths, we're talking about Warfather, a person who plays against multiple divisions. And you know what she does good with? Playing multiple divisions. You want to talk to a person who's went to the peaks of those divisions? You talk to Rachel Cushing. What else is there more to it? Drew McWeeny, while great, didn't do anything in IG. Warfather could benefit in IG with that. He could benefit in singles and teams because it's the same knowledge base. Who better than going to with Rachel Cushing with that? When you'd ask me about usual suspects on that, firstly, we know that Rachel is kayfabe-proof as far as this Ten goes. Ten seconds. Go ahead and use the 30-second extension, Alex. So okay. we're going to sit here and say that, okay, so they're going to put her relationship into it. You know she's not going to allow that stuff. At best, they make a small joke with it and move on because Rachel has enough clout to say, we ain't doing this. We're not turning my relationship. We're not doing Ben and Roxy. That doesn't even come in. Secondly, Sam's only there like half the time anyway. So 50% of the time, she doesn't got to worry about it. She'll be dealing with Andrew Guy or whoever else is managing that week because that's what happens at that place. You know what? They need her skill over at the Droops, and she doesn't have to worry about that. Ten seconds. The other half of the time, she has enough integrity to say, you know what? I'm benefiting my friend on this one. And this is where my loyalty lies. But at home, I have a husband or a future husband, and that's where my time and energy will go there. I would concede the rest of my time, and that sucks, and that sucks, and that sucks. Oh! <laughs> I can't stand you. I can't stand you so much. <laughs> that's overtime, Nat. Overtime. Oh. I might have to dock you. I might have to dock you. He needs all, all the help we can get this time. We're right <laughs> getting into the start of it. We've got one more round after this. Probably. Oh man, that um, that was really, really solid. Uh, Warfather, these are two really, really great picks. Obviously, both really solid arguments overall. Um, but overall, I mean, I gotta know. You know, obviously, we're gonna find out here pretty soon. You know, um, you know who you guys voted for. Um, but I am kind of curious. I mean, as you know, advisors go. Who, which, which one of these competitors kind of you know sold you on the prospect of like helping you out? I have to say that uh, Dylan bringing up the fact that Rachel Cushing has competed in all three divisions and myself being a tri-division player that I am, that's very beneficial and a great point to bring up. And uh, But at the same time, uh, Drew, Mc, uh, Drew McWeeny having the, the experience behind the scenes where, and not needing to be an on-screen persona helps him a great deal as well. So... Uh, that's sort of that's sort of where my head is at currently. Absolutely. There's huge benefits to both. I absolutely agree with you. Dylan, definitely just want to give you guys a heads up. Please let us know how you feel. Let us know in your opinions by voting below. That'd be much appreciated. Um, you know, it's over in the in the chat, obviously. Now, something that Dylan did point out is obviously being uh, you know, playing and competing in three out of the four leagues is a huge, huge benefit, similar to Warfather over here, obviously. But so, Mick Weenie, oh my god. 
gosh, he has done so much. He is a man of pure core knowledge. It's unbelievable. And, you know, there's very few competitors, you know, within Schmodown that, uh, you know, similar to Rachel, obviously, that we can, that are really in that conversation. It's such as like, you know, bibs, you know, um, you know, uh, that um, I would say Dan Merle, as well as like one of the few competitors that are just such ridiculous, stupid amounts of like core knowledge. And, you know, I think that can really help a lot of competitors, you know, within the faction. Now, before I move on to the third and final question, um, I do, we are clocking in at a little, uh, just under 50 minutes here. So we're doing really good on time here. Um, so before we jump into the third and final question, I do want to just take a minute to kind of highlight what we're doing, some things over here at C2A. We're doing a whole bunch of awesome stuff. We're trying something uh, new here at C2A as well. A little bit of a Twitch, Twitchy stuff. Dylan, now, what are you guys doing for Twitch? Every Tuesday at 6 p.m., Dylan and I host a show on Twitch where it's basically about nothing and also about everything. We talk about anything you want us to talk about, and we don't even know what we're going to talk about until we start the show. So it's, yeah. it's a really fun time. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wanted to make last a uh, drunk stream, but we I didn't drink enough. So maybe next let, time it's going to be a drunk stream. Let me stream. get this straight. We can talk about anything? And nothing. It's up to you. You want to come in? You want right. to talk about arts? Cool. Let's I, do I it. I want to talk about Schrodinger's sandwich. Oh, we can do that. We can so do that. It's both mm -hmm. eaten and not eaten at the same time until you take it out of the bag. How do you deal with all of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh. All I know is that I feel like I've overpaid either way. <laughs> all of that and more can be over on Twitch Tuesday, 6 p.m. So that is uh, PST. That's, you know, 8 CST and 9 Eastern. Who cares about Eastern? PT. Uh, we're also doing yeah. Jackbox games soon, so look out for that. It's going to be a really fun time. We have the uh, really large crew of people who are going to play with us, and we want to try to make that a regular team, the regular thing. So be on the lookout for that. What if I forget about all these things? Is there a uh, a media that we could uh, meet up with socially uh, in order to to read all this information in case my adult twisted twitchy brain has forgotten it? <laughs> Funny you should say that. You can actually find us um, in a whole bunch of links in the description box below. You can find uh, us on individually on Twitter, obviously, but you can find C2A on Twitter and on Facebook and uh, at Call to Action Pod on Twitter. That'd be much appreciated. That'd be really, really awesome if you gave us a follow there. We're just affiliated with a whole bunch of Facebook groups and all that good stuff. We're the ones definitely calling out Ben on his shit because he's an asshat and, uh, you know, he sold us out. The, he sold out the action army. He sold out the family. I don't want to cry today. Guys, it's a very emotional when that happened. I did legitimately cry. Surprise. Okay, we are going to be moving on to our third and final question. Now, this is an interesting one. Um, like I said, the, the name of the the droogs, the burning droogs in particular, is based off of a very, it's from a very popular movie called... The Clockwork Orange. Is it the Clockwork Orange or Clockwork a Orange? Watch rather. It is a Clockwork Orange. Yes. A Clockwork Orange. My articles are way off today. All right. So, yeah. What are articles? What are words? I don't know. Um, yeah. So, we are going to be kind of diving into that just a tinge. But, you know, it is the Burning Droogs. If you're not familiar, uh, A Clockwork Orange is a very popular dystopian movie that was released in the 70s by Mr. Stanley Kubrick. 
a wishy-washy director. But diving into that, who is he? I don't know. But it kind of dives at, really makes us ask ourselves, who is the Alex DeLarge of the Trukes? Oh. Warfather, do you already have opinions about this question? Well, I I currently don't really have too many opinions about my fellow teammates because I don't know what they do with their personal time. Like, yeah. I don't know which one of them has a affinity for bowler hats and which uh, ones like to uh, recreationally drink psychedelic milk or, mm. you know, beat people up with random canes. Even yeah. I don't do that, and I have a hammer. So yes. uh, I, I'm going to have to abstain from from making a choice. As I you might be know. the... Although... I did oh. see Brandon Hanna wear long underwear outside once. That's on brand. Mm. That's very on brand. Okay, well, we are going to be, before we dive into that, we are going to be using this little action coin to determine who is going to go first. Obviously, if you are not familiar with what this is, this little action coin, if you are a general in the action army, specifically the team action group on Patreon, get on it. You know, you get this little beautiful little coin here. We have a team trader right here. If I can get it highlighted, that'd be great. Ooh, trader. Or we are our uh, team lord and savior, Andrew Guy. So, yeah. Hurrah. Savior, yeah. hurrah. All right. We're going to find out who is going to be going first or deferring. So, and it is our lord and savior, Andrew Guy. And I believe that was Dylan's Nope, earlier. Nope, Nat, oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Nat, so would you like to go first for the third and final question, or would you like to defer? I would like to defer. Defer. All right. No pressure, Dylan. You, you defer the one... large? I defer the large. Okay. <laughs> Making sure. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt, Master Judge Mack. I apologize. <laughs> so broken. <laughs> I no. don't know why. I destroyed the show. <laughs> this is not what the Warfather intended. I can't explain. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. War is supposed to bring people together in violence, it's not yeah. supposed to destroy things. I, <laughs> That was not my intent at all. I apologize. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm all red right now. I'm all red, guys. You're all yes. red. I'm all red. <laughs> I'm all red. I'm sorry. All right. Who is the Alex Delarge of the Droogs? Dylan, we'll be starting with you for our opening statements. You have one minute on the clock, and obviously, you both have used your 30 second time extensions starting now. So if we're looking at the Alex DeLarge, and if you're not familiar with it, just wit picture Whitney Seibold, because that's who I picked. For looking even at just pure aesthetic alone, there's so much look, there's so much flair, there's so much of that air of superiority that brings in Alex DeLarge. If you're not familiar, let me go ahead and break down a little picture of Alex DeLarge. Culture, civilized, exudes beauty and intelligence. Who does that sound like? Whitney Seibold. Are you kidding me? This is a one-for-one -one thing. It's not even close. We're talking about an articulate and sometimes ruthless and dangerous person. And if you're sitting here and saying, oh, well, maybe there's not that aggression, there's not that frustration, obviously there's the intellect and the beauty and all of that, but we're not sure about the danger side of it. Go look at what his attitude is going and getting with Brendan Meyer. He wanted to murder that kid. He wanted to murder Brendan Meyer. He wanted to murder Bibbs because Bibbs betrayed him. 
and we see all of that. There is an underlying beast that is perfect for it. It's a bubbling well of beauty and anger and a beautiful mixture that is Whitney Seibold. The end. Oh man, I when I first heard that, that (laughs) yeah, that was a solid, solid pick. Um, you know, I at first when I first heard that pick, I was like, ooh, but after hearing, I'm like, he might be selling uh, that to me a little bit. I also really want it. All right, Nat, you also have one minute on the clock to sell us on your pick of uh, drinks, Alex DeLarge. Are you ready? I'm ready. Starting now. Sociopath, narcissist, sadist, all-around evil person. You might think I'm describing Alex DeLarge, one of the most infamous despicable villains in cinema history, but I am actually describing one of the most infamous and despicable competitors in the movie A Trivia Schmodown. I want you to imagine a world where Brandon Hanna gets his way and becomes the manager of the Stroogs, the leader, if you will. I want you to look at me and tell me that he would not have suffered a similar fate that Alex DeLarge did in the 1971 Stanley Kubrick classic, a clockwork orange. Do you think for one second the rest of the dudes would not turn against him? I don't think so. I don't think so. Alex Large is one is just such a terrible human being, and we don't have to like go into how bad of a person Brandon Hand is. We all know he is scum of the earth. I rest my case, Your Honor. Yielding your time. Okay. <laughs> baba booey, baba booey. Yes. Yes. Well, I was about to say you have 10 seconds left, but okay. That's perfect timing. Okay. Um, guys, we that was really, really fantastic picks. You're not kidding. Brandon Hand, sociopath, narcissist, all that good stuff. Is it good stuff? Is it uh, Brandon Hanna? Warfather, what do you think of these picks? Uh, again, this is uh, it's 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 difficult because on one hand, in terms of uh, the the physicality and and all of that dylan brings up a good point but then again in terms of actual personality and well being a young little shit uh <laughs> brings up a good point yeah. as well so it's it's mm-hmm. it's very hard and i speak out of love for uh my teammate brandon hannah of which i have appeared on his little talk show thing too so mm-hmm. he's a uh, uh, and uh, both of them deserve to the title of the of being Alex DeLarge for the Droogs and also do not deserve to be the title of Alex DeLarge of the Droogs. It's very complicated. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, <laughs> well, it's definitely a very complicated, uh, you know, question. You can argue very complicated, you know, uh, you know, faction overall, you know, and there's a lot to consider, you know, personality, aesthetics, you know, obviously, this is a very much a dystopian world and in a world where ultra violence is, to a certain extent, uh, you know, accepted for sure. Yes. Now, and, and the question is, did either of these two men hold a porcelain penis statue in their life at one point? have they that's what happened in the movie you cannot yell at me no warfather is asking the real the real questions here now yes the real real questions uh, asking the real questions here now something i i i would definitely think that would need to be addressed is you know you know, like, you know, like you just kind of said, Warfather, Nat really kind of focused on the personality. Dylan focused on a lot of the aesthetics. I definitely want you guys to, and Dylan, I want you to kind of focus a little bit on 
not only aesthetics, but also the personality and Nat focus on the aesthetics as well. Um, Warfather, is any, is there anything in particular that you would need to be addressed, you know, um, in the open debates? Yes. Uh, argue on why your pick is the most McDowellish. McDowellish. Yeah. Yes, Malcolm McDowell just want to clarify. Yes. Guys. Malcolm just want McDowell. to put that out there. The, yeah. Who played Alex Dorsch. Thank uh -huh. you for clarifying, Master Judge. Mm -hmm. I apologize. You're, you're welcome. Fun factoid, Malcolm McDowell almost wrote and directed the sequel to Hellraiser. Fun fact, in 1988. Mm -hmm. Fun fact for you, that almost happened. But, but, yes. But uh, Ghost Judge has a great uh, question uh, in, in the mm -hmm. private chat. Uh, Ooh, that's a good mm -hmm. To, Ooh, that's to, a really great question. Yes. What I'll, would I'll, either competitor? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I feel like I am accidentally overstepping over, over you, and that's, and I apologize. The Warfather hates interrupting. And I, please oh, no, just say the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, what would either competitor add to their glass of milk? And if you don't know, milk is a Big, big theme and in the movie. And yes, I do want to reaffirm something Kelsey has said. Warfather is the absolute best. Oh, you know, absolutely. You're the best, Kelsey. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Clockwork Orange is a weird movie, but it's also great. Yes, so, but also we need more Warfather. Yeah, oh. just, um. Oh, please. Yes, truth. Is uh, water is wet, guys. Water is wet. The sky is blue. All right. So you guys have four minutes of open debate starting right now. What would Brandon Hanna add to his glass of milk? I would say the the blood of his teammates because he is a creepy little shit like Warfather just said. So I would not put it past him to get some vials of his teammates' blood. What say you, Dylan? Uh, Whitney Seidel probably adds angel dust that is actually pony unicorn glitter into it because he wants to ride that trip of experience and go into different verses of mind and space and really wants to acclaim that true knowledge that just transcends the Smodan universe. Now, I want to address something that you left me with earlier on. You said that Brandon Hanna has all the personality as they're mentioning it. What's another word for personality? Psychology. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. You brought up a couple diagnoses, Nat, and something I'm sure you're an expert of, correct? Right? You mentioned narcissism and sociopath. You know what those terms mean, clinically speaking, right? Oh, you don't? You don't know that. You don't, you're not a trained professional in mental health. You don't know the clinical terms of what narcissism or sociopath translates to. No, 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 no. Do you, do you know what book they come from, Matt? Do you know that they come from the Diagnostic Statistic Manual number five? That is because I do know that, Matt, because I am a licensed trained therapist. So let me go ahead and explain this to you really quick. Narcissism, small traits. Brandon Hanna might have it because he's greedy and he wants to really go in. He wants that big, larger-than-life uh, you know, reward for himself. Sure, he probably does want that, but not enough to give it narcissism. Don't give him that much credit. Alex DeLarge has narcissism. Brandon Hanna does not. So, Oh, sociopath, all of that? You couldn't even tell me the clinical traits of it, Nat. Don't try and use those big words in my courthouse. This is my argument. You're in my world. You're really yeah. trying to tell me that Brandon Hill is not a narcissist. Are you kidding me? He's the most narcissistic no. son of a bitch in the entire league. You know what? <laughs> you have a degree where you can clinically diagnose him, I'll buy your opinion on it. But in the meantime, I'm going to need you to sit down and let me finish, all right? Sociopath? No, he doesn't have the sociopath. <laughs> Just because he's a killer doesn't mean he's a sociopath. They're not tied no, no, together. He's a hitman. He's a sociopath. No, 
no, no, here, and exactly, this is what you're missing about the Alex Delarge personality, right? Okay, first of all, if there's anything that he's missing, it's the sexuality. Brandon Hanna does not have. You know what has that? Whitney Simon. By the way, he's literally called the hot man. Listen, no, he has a hot man and he's with one person, but not enough to spread it. And hot man is our title that we gave to him that he dismisses. He doesn't even claim to have that sexuality. So don't tell me that he has the hot man title. Here's what Brandon Hanna is. Let's get into the aggression. You say he's the hitman, so he's the person to pick for all of that. Brandon Hanna, the problem with him is he doesn't, it's quiet, it's precise, it's a scalpel. That is not what Alex Delarge is. Alex Delarge is a hammer. He comes in and he breaks things apart. He is okay. outward. He is the art and beauty I'm, I'm gonna of about power. I'm going to talk about his appearance and how he's like Malcolm McDowell. He has that those piercing blue eyes, those that shit-eating smirk. Alex Delarge uh, is known to be a sadist. He, he loves to hurt people, just like Brandon mm -hmm. Hanna hurt us. He hurt the very people who supported him, he, who invited him to our shows, who invited him to, to sing karaoke, to sing Backstreet Boys. I ask you this. Who has Whitney Seibold hurt? Nobody. Everybody loves Whitney Seibold. He's no Alex no. Large. No, 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 no. Whitney Seibold has been hurt, and now he hates the world. All right? You want to say that he hasn't hurt anybody? He's trying to hurt everybody because everybody in his, in his way now, barring Alonzo Duralde, who is just an absolute saint. Everybody loves Alonzo. Let's be honest. So, and who is Alonzo Duralde? You yes. cannot say he's the absolute large of the Yes, show. which shows that he has the leadership skills that we have we've seen in that team match turned on him when it comes to them bantering we've seen him alonzo defer to whitney with that when it comes to in-game knowledge with that you know why because he has that sense of leadership and authority yeah, whitney he's a good leader. as large got turned on by his own people and hannah couldn't lead a whole faction he couldn't even take over a whole faction at a milk bar you fool you'll never see him at a milk bar he's a and time. I will mute you both if needed. I will put you wow. in time out, children. Viewing the facts, and I love it. Oh my oh. gosh. This, oh my oh man. I knew it was going to get intense, but Warfather, did you think it was going to get that intense? No, oh. but I love that it did. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, so yes. good. It was so good. <laughs> oh. Dylan okay. booking out his own personal schmobash in there. Literally. Schmobash. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also, I have to say, I was very impressed with Dylan whipping out his actual, you know, his, you, his career as a mental health professional to also address some of the, you know, 25 cent words, you know, Nat did uh, use. So that's definitely some solid strategy right there. Um, real quickly over to the chat, you know, we did have a super chat not too long ago. So I just want to say thank you so much to Muffang Reviews. Great show and guest, Alex. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're great on every show you do. Hope uh, Mourns of the Outlaw continues, but I'll find and support you wherever you are. Oh, thank you. Uh, you are great hosting, question writing, and on screen. Oh, man, do you want me to cry? I, I swear. I, I, I don't want to. I wholeheartedly agree with Mukbang Reviews. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Um, we are going to be going into our closing statement. So that was a lot that was just chat about just out. That was a lie that was dove into. Now, Warfather, you know, like I said before, what do they really, really got to sell you on to really, you know, guarantee your vote for this final question? This could be the question that solidifies our winner or loser today. My question is this. If your pick is truly the Alex Delarge of the Droogs, 
and they are forced into a chair and have their eyes split open, the eyelids just just permanently open in front of a movie screen. You're going to have to tell me what is the movie that they are being forced to watch so that they'll be a good boy. That is my question that I propose to you both. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it, it almost reminds me of that scene from Adam's Family, or is it Adam's Family Values, where Wednesday Adam is going to that summer camp and she's forced to watch like classic Disney movies. Yes. So, yeah. Which is okay. oddly a reference to A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> oh, see what I did there? Tying oh, it all back together. Uh -huh. <laughs> this is why Mukbang Reviews said the thing about you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, you know, our ghost judge, you know, uh, ghost judge, what just want to read from if you have any questions that you really need them solidified in at the closing stand, please let us know now before we wrap things up with a nice little bow. Um, over just over to the chat, guys. Well, we are gonna be waiting for them to, you know, kind of um cool down for a hot second. You know, real quickly, um, you know, <laughs> yes, um, you know, I it's fitting since Jake misspelled Hitman, I misspelled Jake. You know, um, I, I do know there's a lot of uh, back and forth between Jake and Paul Denuzio. I refuse to call him PLD because that is blasphemous. So just want to put that out there. But also blame Jake and also blame Paul. Just pointing that out there. Okay. Um, now, now, Max is really saying, I fully support the medical and mental flexing, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got you. Yes. Yes. And uh, damn, boom goes the rocket. Yes. A lot of rockets references up here. Yes. Um, yeah. But also, Weston Iros is real quick to say, you know, not man. It's a total narcissist, though. So mm -hmm. you definitely got some people in the chat agreeing with you for sure. Um, yeah. So we need to know. Obviously, the, the content they're going to be consuming in that horrible government experiment, you know, in order to uh, civilize them, I guess, in theory, you know, what is the movie, music, whatever it may be, that they're going to be consumed to make them get all better? So we need to know that answer as well. Okay, you guys have one minute on the clock. And since we did start with Dylan, we're going to be ending with Dylan for this final question as well. Are you ready for your closing statement? Yeah, sure. Oh, Alrighty. good. All right. Wouldn't be a show if you weren't. Mm -hmm. That would be awkward, indeed. It would be awkward. You have one minute starting now. So let's start with the movie pick that they're going to use to bring Whitney Seibold down a couple notches. Uh, they use no less than the high caliber movies of Fast and Furious, the whole franchise. Um, you need something to really break Whitney Seibold of his class, of his architect of all of his wisdom and knowledge into classic films, and what better than all 15 of the Fast and Furious movies and all of the spin-offs. That's what you use. Um, I forgot to mention, firstly rooted me, that we forgot to mention Malcolm McDowell and how Whitney Seibel brings that in. Warfather brought that up at the end of that last question. With Malcolm McDowell has that sense of wonderful charisma, but endearing, and you know that he can, that he stakes mean it, right? When he does something, you know that he can do it. Whitney Seibel is one of these quiet, until he's not characters. He's one of these ones that is cal not calculated because that's a scalpel, which is what Brandon Hannah is. And like I said, we need a hammer. And that's what Whitney Seibold is. He has the explosion, he has the hair, he has the look, he has the psychology behind it. And I can prove that 
by going based on my last four minutes of my discussion with Matt. Make sure to go check us out on Twitch Tuesdays every Tuesday. And time. Yes, I agree, though. Definitely go check us out on Twitch as well. Yes. Okay. Also, uh, Nat, you have one minute on the clock. Are you ready? I really wish I'd stayed my 30 seconds, but yeah, I'm ready. I also... I really want to point something out, but I'm not going to do it until after. Um, or Nat, you have one minute starting now. Do not let doing using profession pool fool you. I know exactly what a sociopath and narcissist is. Brendan Hanna, the character, has shown a lack of empathy for other people. He has shown an excessive need for self-importance. He is the absolute large of Dwayne Drews has to be healed. Whitney Seibold may have started out as heel, but how could you not root for Deep 13 and Alonzo de Raleigh? How could you not root for that? Brandon Hanna is the scum of the earth. Whitney has always been something of an underdog, claimed by many to be one of the most unluckiest competitors in the entire showdown. Because of that, he has our sympathy. Even when Brandon Hanna loses, he gets zero sympathy. When Axelar goes through aversion therapy, I had zero sympathy for him because he's a terrible person. Brandon Hanna is the scum of the earth, and so is Axelar. Uh, to address movie eyes, I would put him in front of his uh, his little promo he did when he joined the Droogs, but where he uh, just turned on all his friends and make him see the error of his ways. Who like who who turns on people who had his back? This entire time? I don't understand. Uh, Dylan sucks. Dylan sucks. Dylan sucks. You my time. Oh. Mm, the, okay, so the picks for oh, the media consumption aspect question. Yeah, so one of them was a, a like rerun, essentially the promo, and another one is the Fast and Furious movies, which is kind of funny because Whitney Seibold is a real big fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. Such a big villain. <laughs> he mentions it all the time. You're the fans, Alex. Why would you do something so controversial? <laughs> I'm just. I, I, I love their podcast. I love. I right. love critically acclaimed as a podcast, and that he mentions it like casually all the time. So. You know. All right, favoritism towards Nat early on. All right, I see how it is. No, no, no. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. I to say, as your war father, I am very disappointed in you both and your <laughs> choices. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad, just disappointed. Oh, that's somehow worse. <laughs> both just lost. Winners here. Why? Gordon can't even look at you. Your father still loves you. It's just and cares for you both equally. I have no favorites. Still disappointed. God, where's the second time? <laughs> disappointed. No big deal, guys. Warfather's just a little disappointed. A little deal. bit. That yeah. is it's no big deal. No big deal. Uh, yes, and there's a lot of reaffirming in the chat as well. Um, you well, know, we, Danny Coast is just, we disappointed Warfather. Just want to reaffirm, we did it, they did Danny, um, Danny. You have never disappointed Warfather. That was yeah. not directed toward you. That is not directed toward Master Judge Mac. We all know who it was directed towards. They both know that they will learn from this experience. No 
big deal. No big deal. Um, we also had another super chat from Mr. McBain just a few minutes ago again. Uh, you are a great quartet. I got in late, but caught the Nat vs. Dylan epic battle and narrated another the glorious Warfather. And I'm seeing it all, the goddess Alex. What a wonderful show. Thank you so much, dudes. Uh, speaking of which, guys, please like, subscribe, um, and definitely leave a comment where you would really, really appreciate it. And thank you again, McBain Reviews. I really appreciate it. Much love. Um, Okay, so guys, we are going to be finding out who the winner is here in just a few moments. So um, in the meantime, while we kind of let our judges kind of determine that, we're just going to be waiting a few moments in, in between because it's... Uh... <gasps> oh, okay. We guys, um, yeah, so guys, and more than ever, you know, we do also just want to reaffirm in the chat, you know, we definitely would love your opinion. Please let us know in that link. You know, Jake has, you know, Jake has set it up in there. Just uh, go ahead and um, click, uh, click on the link, go vote, let us know your opinion. And we're gonna be, uh, you know, we're gonna be coming back to this in like a few minutes, you know, just a, just a few minutes and to kind of really help determine that overall. Okay, now now we're playing the waiting game overall, you know, before we kind of wrap things up here. You know, Warfather, I just want to know, where can we find you, your beautiful face, and uh, all your horned situations? Well, I, I, I tend to just lean back and, you know, relax or fight. I, I don't tend to go to the social medias. And mm. you can see me on Schmodown things like, well, the Schmodown mm. and this. Yes. But uh, uh, I suggest uh, you help out my roommate, uh, Eric Barnes. He's a comedian and writer of some sort. I don't know. I just room with him. And quite frankly, he's a pain in the ass for yelling at me. Oh, get your red hair out of the drain of the bathroom. Oh, stop yelling so much. You're scaring the neighbors. Oh, you can't use your hammer to tenderize chicken. Jesus, man. He should relax. And hopefully he'll relax. If I plug his Twitter at Eric W. Barnes, and of course, he's going to be like, did you tell him it's E-R-I-K? Because a lot of people say E-R-I-C, but mine's with a K. And I'll go, yes, of course. I know because I have to write your name in terms of as a dependent on my tax forms. I understand it. God damn you. <laughs> so follow it's him on Twitter at Eric E-R-I-K. W B A R N E S. There, you're happy, Ruby. If it's also in the description box below, so I just want to point that oh, out well, there. All the more yeah. better. It, it's just like quick be, copy. He'll be happy easy. about it, I'm sure. Easy. Real easy, PC. Um, yes. Okay. All right. Perfect. Okay, good enough. All right, so uh, real quickly as well. Okay, now thank you so much to Warfather, absolutely, and Mr. Eric Barnes. Isn't it okay, Eric? When it's spelled with a K, isn't that supposed to be more like Northern European? Do you know? I believe it's uh, Norwegian spelling. Norwegian, uh, yeah. You know, uh, Scandinavian oh. of sorts. Hmm. I have no idea how it's related to me whatsoever. But. Definitely not. I, I have no idea either. Yeah, you're right. Um, over to Nat, you and that luscious hair. Where can we find a nice coming uh, coming soon oh. hair tutorial? Uh, yeah, it's on like Twitch. Can we find it on Twitch? Night. Yeah, you can find it on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Kardashian. 
where the two is the number two, where Dylan and I stream every Tuesday at six. And we're also planning on doing more stuff, so check, check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to put up like a banner now since uh, even though we're done with the questions, I'm just going to put that up there. there hey, guys, just want to point this out there. If you have any Streamlabs, any questions, comments, or heck, if you have any opinions where you're like, yeah, I, I think absolutely this person is correct. This person is not correct, whatever it may be, you know, um, please let us know in a super chat or Streamlabs in any single way. Anything is, you know, definitely appreciated here at C2A. Uh, Dylan, where can we find you, your beautiful face, and all of your 25-minute words? Uh, as Matt mentioned, you can catch us on Tuesdays on Twitch, where we host our Twitch Tuesday shows. And again, if you didn't miss that time, that is uh, 6 PDT. That's that, you know, that West Coast time. You know that time. It's that time the showdown runs on, but nobody else runs on in the rest of the country. But we all follow it because it's important. Um, yeah, so you can catch us there every Twitch Tuesday. That's Tuesday on Twitch. It's alliteration. You know we love it. It's the AAA guys. We had to have it line up that way. Um, where we yeah. do great content, and as Matt described it, it's a show about nothing. It's a show about everything. We're we're also yeah. on Red or Cinema Bias, which you should also check out on the Video Juice channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I was going to bring that up. I am actually, we're going to be diving into some stuff here pretty soon on Cinema Bias. It's a show that I host with Drew Grant, aka Video Drew, where we dive into movies that really challenge us. And when it comes to movie biases, uh, horror movies, this is the first hol- like horror season where I'm actively trying to watch horror movies for the first time. Ooh. And so, like, like I'm actively being like, okay, F it, I'm going to watch, because I didn't grow up watching horror movies, and I'm a scaredy cat and so i'm like f it so a lot of horror movies are like my first times watch like i watched um texas chainsaw massacre the first and second one for the first time it was like a little double feature action the other day i have a lot of thoughts oh (laughs) i'm looking forward to hearing those thoughts be one of my roommate's favorite uh horror film franchises it's solid it's solid uh yeah a lot of thoughts on it do you have a favorite horror movie warfather uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. Is that a real movie? I can't tell. It's <laughs> indeed a real film, and if you do see it, you'll realize how horrifying it is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I have to check that out. Absolutely. Uh, Dylan, what's your favorite Don't. horror movie? That's why it's horrifying. Ooh, my favorite horror movie? Oh, it's hard. I know you guys are covering It Follows over on Cinema Bias, so I have to plug that we one. did. It is so good. I have recently mm-hmm. just... Uh, a rewatch on that one, and it's super good. But if I had to give another lens to it, I'm a really big fan of uh, Cabin in the Woods. And people will say loosely, is that horror? Oh. Yes. It's horror that you you have fun with. I like horror that lets you have fun. May, may I make a recommendation for a double yes. feature with Cabin in the Woods? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, yes. Love ah. <laughs> Ooh, wait. On top of that, The Final Girls. Mm, haven't seen that one. Final girls. No, the final girls. Yeah. So it's like, like Malin Ackerman is in it. And so it's pretty much like a, a Aubrey Plaza is in it. So it's pretty much like a play of talking about like all like the final girls and horror movies have like certain tropes, you know, like, you know, I'm not going to go in. That's a whole conversation Ooh. in and of itself. But it's really solid. It's a really great like horror comedy. It's uh, made with a lot of the same people that did uh, um, Tucker Dale versus Evil. It's Ooh. so good. So it's available. Uh, it's like on I'll Hulu or something. Please Ooh. do. All right. That sounds All right. 
<laughs> and we are going to be announcing our winner here in just a hot second, guys. So please stay tuned. Thank you so much for your patience. We really appreciate it. We did get a super chat in just a little bit ago from Mr. John Listrina, who donated very generously. So thank you so much, John, who said, Nat is a fraud. Hashtag Team Dylan. Yeah! I'm in, John. Disrespectful. And we love John. <laughs> we love John. We do. We do. No, no, no stealing catchphrases. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, guys. We have our winner. We have the stats in here. Oh my gosh. And I do want to let you guys know it came down to a tiebreaker vote, the audience vote. So Ooh. yes. Uh for the first question, obviously being a, you know, which competitor should be Napsock's first uh, draft pick. And we did want to clarify it's after their core trio kind of situation. So fourth pick, essentially, technically speaking. And the winner of that one was Mr. Nathu. The second one being what retired competitor should return to Schmodown as a Droog's advisor next season? The winner was Dylan Camacho. Picking Rachel Cushing. Yes. And meaning for the third and final one sitting at one and one, which is who is the Alex DeLarge of the Droogs? The winner is. Thing is, each of the judges, they actually chose a different answers. Both judges chose different answers. So we had to go to, it was a tiebreaker for the audience vote. That's why I say it's so important for you guys in the chat to go vote. You know, when, you know, when Jake sends those links, it's that important. With 73% of the audience vote, it is Nat Vu with Brandon Hanna. Oh Meaning the winner of tonight is Mr. Nat Vu. Woo! I I'm not lost the words. Nothing brings me greater joy than kicking Dylan's ass, and tonight was a good night. Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, you spoken did like in. a true battle buddy. <laughs> oh, um, we did get another super chat. You know, just a few minutes ago from Mister Mukbang Reviews, my dude. So generous today. Uh, LOL, Warfather is both knowledgeable and entertaining. So much like Queen Alex, but so different. I love Cabin in the Woods and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yay, October. Oh, I do good. need to watch that one. I it's do good... need to watch that one. Yeah. What? 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 You'll 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 realize why I did that face what? at some point. Oh, I'm sure I will. Oh wait, is that the Do Donald Sutherland moment? Ah! Is that the word from? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. He found it. out sooner I than I believed. I got a reference. Yes. All, All right. right. Uh, Nat, congratulations on your win tonight. You're sitting at one and one. Uh, sorry, one and zero on Schmobe. So no big deal. You definitely fe defeated your foe tonight. How are you feeling? I have no words. Like tonight, have could not have gone better. I'm so excited. I just want to point out, Kelsey mm -hmm. brings up in the chat. Not, no ass eating for Nat tonight. If you don't get that, check out Twitch where we discuss ass eating in <laughs> detail. So uh, anything yeah. is on the table, guys. On Twitch. Yeah, it's, uh, wow, it's a real Schrodinger sandwich right there. I can't right now. Okay. Okay. And how many sorry. times must I break <laughs> this show? Damn it. Oh god! Oh god! All right, Dylan. I'm, oh gosh! And Dylan. And Dylan, how are you feeling? You lost against your huge rival today. How are you going to face yourself in the mirror every single day? 
Damn, Alex. Uh, <laughs> my uh, my disappointment is immeasurable with you, chat. I've never been so distraught and upset with you guys. John Lestrino aside. Actually, like the 23 or 27% that was with me, right on, man. That's, that's my people. Um, this is disappointing, and I know that most of you guys are pretty disappointed and upset. Uh, level two wondering earlier, yeah, dude, now I need to go watch Twitch. Yeah, you do. There's nothing but wild stuff on that Wild West. Um, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. You know, I'm well, not Dylan, disappointed. Uh, do you know who isn't disappointed, Dylan? Who isn't disappointed? Gordon. He has all the tentacles. That's the best. That is the absolute best. He's no longer disappointed Absolutely. in you, Dylan. You Thank fought you. your best. I did, you know, and you know what? I guess I'll, I'll concede. Nat clearly won the people on that one. I think it was rigged by voting of hair. Mm -hmm. But for those who are super duper upset, I uh, I want to reach out. Make sure that if you're feeling super upset or feeling really depressed, it's a hard time here recently. 800-273-8255. That is a suicide hotline. Make sure to reach out for your own mental health professionals as a mental professional who also podcasts, talks about eating ass and loses to Nat occasionally. Uh, Yes, this is a hard time for everybody, especially me in this exact moment. No <laughs> not to plug the mental health stuff. Go get help if you need it from local mental health professionals. We're out there. We want to help. Come on out, guys. I've been flooded with referrals myself, and I took the time out of the day to be screwed by the audience in this. Damn you all. Damn you all. Go get, go get the help if you need it. Right. Well, so. well. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It is important now more than ever. You know, obviously, it's there's so much craziness going on in the world. You know, there's no harm in reaching out, asking for help, and you know, just you know, seeking a helping hand and with needed. You know, speaking of of a helping hand, though, overall, we have to thank our ghost judge, who we're going to bring on screen here in just a quick second. So he was one of our uh, one of the judges who came on to help determine our winner tonight. So let me just go ahead and bring him on. Ghost Judge, please let me know in the private chat if you're ready. Let me know. Yes, 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 he's ready to go. It is. I'm going to totally take off the banner here in a second. It is. Mr. Hey, Chuck is on the bunny. <laughs> a current wow. IG champion. How's it going? Oh, wait, I'm going to change this. Up. I'm going to change this real quick. I'm going to change this. It's all good. It's all good. Yes. There we go. Hello, Chandra. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. It was, uh, yeah, I've missed you guys. I haven't, we haven't seen each other in such a long time. Hey, Dylan. Mm -hmm. Hey, Nat. It, hey, it buddy. hurt me a little bit. It hurt <laughs> me a little bit to see like a triple uh, A civil, civil war, especially because like I'm an I'm an honorary member of triple uh, A too. So, yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> both of you guys brought it today. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really happy, and I know like some of the chat was expecting Brandon Hanna to be the mm -hmm. uh, uh, ghost judge. I'm sorry to disappoint you. That's just like another. Chandra, you are never Brandon. a disappointment. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's just another thing I took away from from the man, I guess. <laughs> Hello, Chandra. It was a pleasure judging alongside you. 
<laughs> Overall, uh, Chandra, thank you so much for coming in and, you know, as an IG champion, obviously coming in and judging today's debate. Obviously, you're not part of the Droogs. However, I, I know, you know, being like the honorary member of AAA, I just had to come have you come on board. I thought it would be a really fun surprise, you know, at being a ghost judge. Now, I do want to know overall, what did you think of, you know, some of the picks? What did you think of the final question? What what was what were some of your ideas of some of their picks with Whitney Sebold as well as Brandon Hannah being Alex like, Large? Yeah, I thought like both of them were really inspired picks. I could like I could like see both of both of them being like the Alex Large of the uh, of the faction if they like go <laughs> to the way. But then, like Nat continuously calling Brandon like a psycho, uh, a psychopath or a, so a sociopath, a narcissist was like, "You're speaking my language, buddy." And uh, <laughs> and I'm also, uh, I don't know, um, just like Gordon, I'm also a little disappointed in the movie choices. Um, how can you not pick Green Hornet for Brandon Hanna? Oh, it's right there. Oh, that's true. That, but uh, yeah, other than that, um, um, I was I really liked all of all of their picks. It's, it was it was it was great mm -hmm. great debate all throughout. I do want to know from you real quickly before moving back to Warfather a little bit as well again is that you know I do want to kind of talk about you know the, I, the prospects of advisory roles and things like that you know obviously you are a huge help oh, uh, Winston talks you know praises you how you're a huge asset to the faction overall even though you're competing in so far only one league obviously you definitely take on this role where it definitely much more uh, you know you take on a leadership role you kind of help uh, the entire team with training all like good stuff. What did you think of their picks for the potential advisory role with Drew McQueenie as well as Rachel Cushing? Yeah, like again, those were both both great picks. Like, um, I would I wanted to know both both about like why they would advise Ken over you know advising Sam mm -hmm. uh, or continuing to advise Sam. So, so that was like that was a, that that was like a fun dynamic to um, sort of um, think about as well. Uh, too, right and um yeah both paul and i have been like on on basically uh, helping out uh, as much as possible um, with winston training the whole faction um so that that's 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 a lot of fun too again, again like paul is also now uh, a lot of people are talking about like me kind of uh, helping helping behind the scenes but like paul should also be uh, uh, should also be commended for all of the um, mm -hmm. both strategy, strategy side as well as training side in um, you know help help that he provides for the entire faction and uh, yeah that that, that um, some of the some of the chat picks were also like really interesting um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, with Clark Clark Wolf coming back Brian, Brian Chandler coming back and five coming back the league has missed all of them and uh, any of them would be. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I'm like messing up with the overlay, Jake. That's my bad overall. I apologize. Yeah, I just want to, I just wanted to highlight some uh, comments in here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coming back would be great, but, um, but, but yeah, I, I, I would love to see McQueenie as sort of this like advisor uh, in this advisory role. It will be like a fun dynamic like that. We've never seen him do before. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I miss McQueenie so much. He is, was one of my favorite, you know, competitors for such a long time. Um, you know, Warfather, I know you said, um, you know, you were like low-key disappointed in both Dylan and Nat's 
picks, obviously. No. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, like you were disappointed, but it's okay. They're you know they're better now and now everything, mm -hmm. obviously. They but learned. overall, you know, hypothetically, hypothetically, if you were the Alex DeLarge of the Droogs, what would you put in your milk? What would I put in my milk? Blood. Dragon oh, blood? No, no. Oh, Dragon okay. blood. Warfather is 5,000 years old. Dragon blood is a little bit too spicy for his constitution nowadays, but uh, <laughs> a good old salted boar. Oh, I'm into some salted boar. I can get it. Roasted over okay. flame, seasoned, and just dunk it right in the milk. Savory. 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 Warfather <laughs> loves a refreshing, savory drink. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so unprofessional right now, and I just want to apologize. Unprofessional or the <laughs> most like, professional? I am just dying right now. I'm so hard right now. Um, what, yeah, what my dying? I just dying. Um, oh my gosh, Chandra! I'm a huge fan, and congrats. Yes, a lot of love for Chandra here. A lot of love for Chandra. Yeah, supporting the, the show like so much, so much today. And I need to appreciate Mugbang reviews for that. Thanks. Absolutely. Guys, we are going to be wrapping things up here and uh, here in a quick second. But Chandra, uh, we want to know, um, is there any advice that you would love to give to Dylan and Nat and, you know, in the future, you know, when it comes to, you know, debating in the future? Because obviously this rivalry is not going to be slowing down anytime soon. So obviously you are no stranger to rivalries as well, obviously. So is there anything you would, any advice you would like to disperse to our competitors or debaters today? I, I mean, keep flexing Dylan. That was that was an amazing flex during the third round. Uh, like I love that he actually brought brought in his expertise to explain narcissism mm -hmm. and uh, and sociopathy and all of that. That was that was that was like on basically like played playing to your strengths, right? Like that's something that's something you would want to do as well. And uh, yeah, in the rivalry, always like focus on what makes you so different from the other person. And uh, these and guys the, are, these the guys war uh, pardon me, Chandra, but the yeah. Warfather is very pro props. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Props always helps, and if you usually, yes, and if you don't have a prop, like go and win a belt, so that can be your prop too. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you definitely gotta work your way up to that prop in particular. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, um, and last, also last but not least, Warfather. Um, in particular, you have been in many a battle. You have been in many wars, being Warfather. Obviously, yeah. do you have any advice to give to Dylan and Nat in the future? Because Obviously, like I said, this is rivalry is not going to slow down anytime soon. So, as far as like working together, do you have any advice on how to br bring these two opposites together again in a friendship? It is said that iron sharpens iron. Therefore, continue to clash, continue to headbutt. But immediately after, as CTE seeps into your skulls, embrace in a loving post-battle hug so that you may clasp hands and skip your way to victory and to battles beyond. Why is everyone so quiet whenever I say a thing? 
basically, what the Warfather is saying is just cut. cut. <laughs> After Pierce fight, just cuddle with each other. Yes. Is that what it is? Oh, is yeah. that what it is? That's clearly um, what I said. Why is it that Chandra was the only one to understand it? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, just don't definitely. fight as often as Chandra and I do on the field <laughs> of trivial battles. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah, I also want to give you guys a heads up. Stay tuned for a super awesome, uh, exciting announcement on Chill. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to be announcing that here in a quick second. You know, I feel like I've seen Warfather in Novigrad. Oh. Yeah. yeah, didn't expect I, I that for. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, and I think I missed a super chat um, not too long ago. Yes, from Ben Rayner. Sorry, I missed you, Ben. I apologize. This is the funniest show yet, and that is contributed to all these awesome people around me. So thank you so much. Okay. All right, guys. Um, all right. So just wanted to let you guys know about what we have coming up here on C2, uh, C2A two here here next week. So I'm just going to go ahead and bring up this gold mine of an episode coming up. Yes, it is. We're super duper excited for that. Uh, Josh Makuka for, of, of the Wildberries, you know, himself is coming on Chill to Action here later this week. So definitely stay tuned for that. Definitely check us uh, check us out on all the socials, on Facebook, on Twitter, and all that wonderful good stuff. But we're going to be wrapping things up. Uh, you can find everyone on screen, our all of our socials and everything in the description box below. So if you miss Chandra's, if you miss Warfathers, Nat, Dylan's, definitely click below and check them out out guys thank you so much have a great rest of your day wear a mask and uh keep watching movies but bye bye guys